Hey, everybody. What's up, man? It is Monday afternoon. I am feeling great. Oh, man. Talk about Thanksgiving, the weekend, the NFL, college football this past weekend. So much to get to. So just uh, stay with us. But I got to start off by talking about prize picks because the number of people who are sending me their prize picks. Some people are texting me. They're actually sharing it from the app. Hey, here's my plays. You click on the text. It takes you right there to prize picks and you can play the exact same ones that your friends are. Um, some people are tweeting at me. I, I'm by the way, I'm not doing the whole X, you know, Hey, the former Twitter. I just am staying with Twitter. People tweet me links to their prize picks. I'll play anybody's prize picks. Cause I assume you're going to be doing more homework than I am. This weekend, I had all kinds of exotic plays going, and I'll explain later in the show how I got jobbed by DTR and the Denver Broncos and how I would have gone from a $10 play to a $250 win, turned into a $10 play, which was a $100 win, but it could I could have hit big. Anyway, um, prize picks. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. If you're not in the game yet, they will match your first deposit 100% up to $100. So get in the game. Start playing. We're all playing. We're giving away our free prize picks every week. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Um, let me talk about our friends at Mushroom Life. My man, Brett Weiss. Uh, I saw Brett Weiss this past weekend because he asked me where I suggested that he watch the Ohio State Michigan game because he's an Ohio State fan. So I gave him the name of this bar to go to. Uh, unbeknownst to me, swear to God, unbeknownst to me, turns out it's a Michigan bar. He's an Ohio state fan. <laughs> Dude, I walked into this bar to go see him. Everybody's wearing Michigan gear, except Brett. He got on his Ohio state gear, stuck out like a sore thumb, hung out with Brett and his team for a little while. And uh, they have really become part of what we do here on the show. So much so that last night, Alex, I gave my father the mushroom life sleep tinctures and he took it for the first time and I'll have a report. I mean, you got to give it a couple of days. I'll have a full report as to how my dad who doesn't sleep likes the mushroom life sleep tinctures. So right now the black Friday sale continues. You spend $50 and they will give you $50 worth of free product stuff. They want you to try like this skin moisturizer that I just can't brag enough about mushroomlife.com slash great friends. All right, want to give you one other thought here, and that is on Seven Mile Casino. Our friends at sevenmilecasino.com. Alex will put it up on the on the uh, QR code. There it is. And um, if you're looking for something fun to do, you don't play blackjack, poker, other table games. Great food, a terrific brunch on the weekend. Sammy's restaurant and bar, you know, a nice stiff drink, right? So you can sit down and play, relax, have some fun. Smoke free environment. Uh, down, I mean, seven minutes south of downtown. Great location. No smoking all the gaming you want in a nice environment. It's not some giant mega hotel concert venue. It's not like that. It's a place to go play and have really great food. Seven mile casino, seven mile casino.com. You have any problems with gambling? You call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, look, it's Monday. Let's freaking go. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man on a Monday, November 27th, the Monday after Thanksgiving. Kaplan and crew from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. And for everybody that's listening on radio on 1090, glad you guys are here. Everybody who's watching on YouTube, you're just getting in. Let's get involved in that live YouTube chat. Television tonight, Channel 4, San Diego's home base, part of the Cox Your View Network. 
and you can find us on any of the audio podcast platforms anytime. So guys, um, being that it's Monday and tonight's Monday night football game is the show's Super Bowl, Browner Chicago Bears against Grande's Minnesota Vikings. I could start with Monday night football. I could start with yesterday and what happened around the NFL. Another incredible day of action and starting to now like position teams for the postseason, although things are still bound to change a million times based on who's healthy and who's not. Already our first firing in the NFL. We'll get to that story. I could start with college football. Hey, San Diego State, it was a brutal season, but at least you sent your coach out on a high note. I talk about Ohio State, Michigan this past weekend. There's a lot on my mind, obviously. Thanksgiving this past weekend. I mean, wow, what a what a weekend of all I got a lot of stories to tell you guys about some interesting things. So you guys tell me. It's Monday, Bronday. Yeah. And you can tell I got a lot on my mind. What's the first thing on yours? Uh for tonight for me, I'm very curious to see what this I don't call them the new look bears, but I do think they're much improved from the beginning of the season. Uh, Josh Dobbs is the magic dead or is it going to keep going to that's top of my mind but I mean last night what happened in SoFi like nothing extraordinary but the fact that it they they just keep finding new ways to lose and they being the Chargers it's it's quite it's it's not quite it's very entertaining to watch a Charger game like it's by far like the Bills and the Chargers just are entertaining football. You know, there's always something with those two teams. And it's it was it was fun last night. It was a great yeah. time last night. I, I was so entertained uh, by the Charger game yesterday and uh, and the way the Ravens not only won the game, but just sort of like went for the knockout punch. I was so entertained by the game that I actually went on to the Chargers website and then beamed from my phone to my TV, the post-game press conference, and the Mm. TV screen was blank for like 10 minutes as I was waiting for Coach Daly to show up because I find him to be incredibly entertaining. And I'm like, let's go, man. What are we waiting for? The game ended 15 minutes ago. Get your ass up there on the podium. And I sat there watching a blank screen with a podium with nobody behind it going, let's go. Give me the post-game press conference. That's how entertaining I find them. I've never done that before. Straight up. I don't know if you guys way. noticed it. I don't know if you guys noticed this as a as a Charger fan. Browner can answer this better, but I think the wrath of Charger fans was not on Brandon Staley yesterday. I think the wrath of of the Bolt Gang was being directed towards the general manager because of the two number one right or the two first round wide receivers on display yesterday, and the vast difference in what it looks like to be good or bad because Tom Telesco seemed to be getting all the bullets yesterday. Rightly so, and about time. Gosh, you talk about a guy that no one ever like. We go after AJ Preller all the time here for decisions mm-hmm. that he makes with the Padres. No one even knows who Tom Telesco is, and I mean that is in like if you're an old school San Diego Charger fan and you knew who he was before he moved up with the team to LA, that's one thing. But like in LA, there's no profile for Tom Telesco. There's nobody like saying they should go after that guy. Nobody even knows who he is, and he's had that job for longer than A.J. Preller's had his job with the Padres, and the Chargers have been even more mediocre than the than the Padres have, and yep. no one talks about firing him because he's he's now become part of the family. You know, he's kind of the do-boy for the Spanoses, so he ain't going anywhere. Browner, what do you think? Should they be going after your GM? Hell no. What, what, are, y'all, what are y'all doing this? 
this is what I got to come to. This is what I got to sit through today. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. First of all, I got, I got some gifts to hand out to y'all later today. Shout out to our people at Parks and Normal. Y'all not going to like the gifts, so I'll keep them. But I'm definitely going to show y'all <laughs> what they gave us. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. I will give you some leeway to go after my GM Telesco if it's about the coach. You got all the runway to take off on that. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But the hardest position to find, he nailed it. 100% nailed it. Everything else, you can figure out. Injuries, you know, dysfunction, don't plan, not playing hard for the coach. All the other stuff, he figured it out. He figured it out. You got Bosa, you got a pass rusher. Uh, Mike I thought I saw Bosa hurt. eating Raisin Bran. Yeah, uh, he wasn't really he wasn't night. really doing much last night other than hanging I, out. I, but I'm, I'm, give, I'm giving he you He always hurt. I'm, I'm giving you – I mean, a lot of Mike Williams always hurt. I'm giving you blue chips that he has drafted. The tackle. I'm giving you guys who he has drafted, who he's put in uniform to get the job done, and they can't be coached up. So if you want to tell me the person that you want to put your fire on is Telesco because of the head coach, I'm on board with that. Okay. But not anybody in uniform. Nah, nah, I can't go with that. Nah. I want to give you props right now because I don't want this to start off. I don't want to start the week off after Thanksgiving fighting about nonsense. I want to start. I want to give you props because your consistency is on point, my friend. You choose to back up terrible general managers because you're blinded by rosters and I appreciate you. Okay. I just want to put that on the record. You like back players. up ter- like you back up terrible terrible general managers because you're a Madden player and you see a roster and you see a yeah. number next to them. You're like, oh, they're ballers. Yeah. They're ballers. Yeah. Even though they suck on the field, they're good on paper. And I give you mad props for staying consistent because AJ Preller has been basura. Tom Telesco has been basura. And they both produce mediocre football teams that play below expectations and what they should be playing. And you still have their backs. So shout out to you, John. Yeah, right on. There, shout there, out. There's there's no more. Imp- the head coach of a football team is the last dying breed of you're important to the team. We need you. The NFL head coach is vital to the sport. Baseball, no. Basketball, no. I don't know enough about hockey, so I can't really tell you that. But what I will tell you, a head coach in the NFL is vital. They're the heartbeat of the team. Because if that person ain't get, getting everybody ready to go, it's hurting cats. It's hurting cats. And right now, the Chargers are hurting cats. They don't yeah. know what to do. I mean, do. listen, I'm with you. I mean, I think that that Tom Telesco, the comparison to A.J. Preller is actually quite interesting because when you think about Telesco and the number of head coaches that he has had under his watch as general manager, off the top of my head, Mike McCoy may have been the first, then followed by Anthony Lynn, and now followed by by Lil Brandon Staley, Lil BS. I may be missing something along the way here, but the point I'm trying to make is, is just like A.J. Preller, who fires managers like every two years, like turning in a leased car, um, Tom Telesco is the same deal. I mean, he just has coaches for like three years at a time rather than just two years at a time. And those coaches are always the exact same guy. They're always the same. They're always a first-time head coach who desperately wants to be a head coach, who's mm-hmm. the lo- the lowest paid guy in the NFL. And they they it's you know how like some teams go cheap on a backup quarterback? The Chargers go cheap on a head coach. And so 
Browner, if, if you're going to say, look, beat up on Telesco because of his choices of head coaches, because none of the guys that have been his head coach have had, you know, that heartbeat of a team, not Anthony Lynn, not Mike McCoy. And did I miss anybody else other than little BS? No, those three. Okay. Um, yeah, he, the head coaches that Tom Telesco has hired or has been forced to hire by the Spanos family, they're bad head coaches. They're all first time head coaches. They're all the Jeez. lowest paid head coaches. And yet your point about, Hey, look, they've got the quarterback. They've, they've got Bosa who, even though he's hurt, but they've paid him a fortune. They've got Khalil Mack. Every time I hear about Khalil Mack on TV, he's got his 12th sack of the season. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Don't do that to Mack. Don't do that yes, to Mack. it is. And it sounds super impressive if you're Sack's not watching. Sack, baby. Okay. Sack. So they've got players, but I think mm -hmm. Alex is right. I mean, you look at the kid last night, the, the first round wide receiver that Baltimore has, and you Zay look at the Flowers. first round, Zay Flowers, and you look at the first round wide receiver that the Chargers have. Quentin Johnston. And the number of first-round wide receivers that the – by the way, their best receiver and their most consistent receiver wasn't a first-round pick, Keenan Allen. You look mm -hmm. at all these guys that they've drafted, they're always drafting skill guys. But, but regardless of who's hurt and who's not hurt and who's been paid and who hasn't been paid, you want to beat up on Telesco because of his choices of head coaches? I, I say go for it because, to me, I'm with you, Brown. I mean, I think that that's one of the biggest problems is that mm -hmm. the Chargers – have the Andy Green of head coaches. They've got the Jace Tingler of head coaches. When they had Marty Schottenheimer, it was a different world. And even when they to. let go of Marty and they and they kept uh, Norv Turner, Norv was an experienced head coach, but you saw the difference. They, right. they need uh, a real head coach. Well, here's the problem, and Scott, you will 100% agree with this. I was having this conversation with someone yesterday. It's not just the money that the Chargers won't pay to a head coach. That's not the number one issue, as these dogs start to agree with me next door. I, nice. The number one issue is John... Damn, they're going crazy. Make John, sure subscribe. John Dean Spanos. They will never bring in an experienced coach like Sean Payton or Bill Belichick because there is no chance in this planet that the Spanoses will hire a coach that will tell John what to do. Mm -hmm. That is why they hire guys like Mike McCoy, Anthony Lynn, and Brand Staley that will just what, whatever you want, John. Like, yes, See, you're I the president. You're the president of this of this football operations. And then you got Tom, and then it's me. If you bring in a Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick wants he's the GM of the Patriots. If you bring in Sean Payton, he's gonna have a lot of say in that roster construction. That's never gonna happen with the Chargers. I'm gonna go close my window. It is amazing how much the Chargers and the Padres are exactly the same. God, that's amazing. If you want to win, you do what it takes to win. Well, they Because at the end of the day, it's about money it, for the Spanos. It's, yeah, about making, it's about making money. So if you want to make money, if that type of hire is out there, which, by the way, I don't believe that they will ever make a hire of that magnitude. Like Jim Harbaugh would be a great hire if you could get him out of Michigan. They won't cut that check. They're not going to do it. That's an extremely, extremely fat check on a yearly basis that I don't believe that they will cut. And I think that's the actual problem. It's not necessarily that Telesco can't hire the right coach. It's that they tell him, here's the number. Right. That's right. And now he's, and now he's got to go shopping at Family Dollar to be buying dinner for people that live in Del Mar. Mm -hmm. It ain't going to get the job done. You're right. You're right. I, I agree. So listen, we're, we, we all are just getting started here today. I'm with you, Alex. Very entertaining last night, what happened in SoFi Stadium. I'll tell you something else. I was super entertained yesterday. The Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles, what a game.
Well, I mean, you you Ooh. could have, in theory, been watching a Super Bowl game. That wasn't the best game wanna, of the day, though. I don't want to disrespect the best team in L.A. either because that spice level is coming back, boys, because that that running back, that running back that yeah, the Kyron Rams Williams picked out of everything. nowhere, yeah. that dude changes that team. Changes not Puka, not Cooper. No, well, Stafford does help. But Kyron Williams, I have numbers game to back my argument up. No, game changer. I looked, I was, listen, I, I have my fantasy team. I know what he does, but what he does to that team is vastly different. Too. Well, let me tell you something. Um, the Rams, who two weeks ago, especially when Stafford was out, their their season was over. But when you look around the NFC and you look at their schedule, you, you say maybe it's not over yet because like the Browns, for example, I thought the Browns were an automatic win when they come to LA this upcoming weekend. But the Browns yesterday are in Denver and looks like, you know, hey, this is a competitive game. It's 14-12 and they go for a two-point conversion and Amari Cooper has a ball, hit him right in the hands, he drops it. So it's 14-12. And the uh, Broncos, even with Russell Wilson not having anywhere near a prolific passing day, they're able to move the ball all day long about against what's supposed to be the best defense. And then later in the game, their quarterback, DTR, gets knocked out. Now they're on their fourth, the back to their third quarterback. And that guy's no good. Dude, I'm telling you right now, if I'm the Browns, I'm getting Joe Flacco ready to play this week against the Rams. But he, but here's the thing. I don't they could, think they could have used Carson Wentz. I don't think the Rams are like some pushover now. Certainly not for the Browns. And and if Miles Garrett Browner is hurt. And if Amari Cooper is hurt, and if DTR is not coming back this week, I mean, the Browns can become a mess. And by the way, the Broncos, who've won five straight games, are all of a sudden looking like a team that is a potential playoff contender, certainly. Um, five straight wins is no joke in the NFL, especially when you don't have a guy throwing the ball all over the place. But man, Russell Wilson looks like a different dude again. Like, he looks like a ball player again, not like some your, guy. Your Sean Payton words? Oh, uh, my Sean Payton. Were... Me? Hell no. Hell no. No, no. Sean, Payton, look. Sean, Payton, Sean Payton has proven what a professional coach looks like. Every complaint we have about the Chargers and, and their head coach, the Broncos weathered the storm. And a professional Super Bowl champion head coach with real credentials, he can pull a team out of that mess when most of us thought he couldn't, because I did. I didn't mm -hmm. think he could. Um, but whereas, like, you look at Lil Brandon Staley, he doesn't have what it takes to pull the Chargers out of that. To answer your question, no, I still am not a Sean Payton believer. This may be the worst year across the league that I have witnessed, I think, almost almost ever, just competition-wise, quarterback-wise, record-wise. I'm not impressed at all. Zero. Oh, really? None, not it. To me, winning he, five straight doing, games in the NFL is very thing. impressive. He's doing his thing. But in, a, in, in, in this year, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. All right. They beat the they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. They beat the mm -hmm. Vikings. They beat three three playoff teams mm -hmm. in in that span. I'm so. telling you, don't don't sleep on Denver all of a sudden. And I I am I'm going to have Dude. to say this. I'm saying this. He, I <laughs> what I thought about Sean Payton versus what Sean Payton's been able to still do. Still think it. Still, I'm think still it. I'm I'm damn impressed. Damn impressed. All right. That's well, what it, that's bye. what a professional I mean, you get, coach looks like. You get you get seventy points dropped on your head. The chances of you losing that locker room pretty early, and he didn't. That's all I'm saying. Right. Like, do I yeah. think the Broncos are a great team? No, but do I think that he is going to turn that team into a back into an AFC West contender? Yeah, maybe not this year, but I do think that Sean Payne has proven. Dude's a good coach. He knows what he's doing. Yeah.
Yeah, and when you look at when you look at the two teams at the top of the standings in the AFC West, Andy Reid, Sean Payton. You look at the two teams behind him. You got two coaches that are well. One got fired already, and the other one's like on the verge of being fired. Or so I mean, we would all think. And look what he did to Russell Wilson last year. The biggest joke was, does he have more touchdown passes or bathrooms in his house? Remember that? Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. dude's the dude's got twenty touchdowns this year and four interceptions. Look what he's done to Russell Wilson. So yeah. I I just think like. I, if you're not a cook. fan of, of if you're no, not I think, a fan, he, I think I think he's let I think he's made Russell Wilson come back to playing football rather than like he said kissing babies and playing politician. Stop letting them. Uh, stop uh, letting them cook. He put the he put the film on from in Seattle mm-hmm. and went, "Yo, this is what you're good at. You need to do yeah. this. This other stuff. Nah, that ain't yeah. you. You're not Patrick Mahomes. You're Russell Wilson. Do this stuff." And Russ went, "All right, yeah, I could do that." And now yeah. it seems and to me shot, that he's that's coaching. Out. That's coaching. And what do you right there, do pal? with the yes, team where you're yeah. like? where you don't want your quarterback to be slinging it 40 times a day, what do you do? Well, how about you get three solid running backs and just run and the hell run out of the thing. ball, which they do. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great day. It was a, an amazing day around the NFL. How about this? How about the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday beating the Bengals and them having a 400-yard offensive performance the week after they fired their <laughs> offensive coordinator? Like, yeah. like immediately everybody goes to, was that the problem? Is that why Kenny Pickett has been so bad? Could Kenny Pickett no. actually be good with a good play caller? Look, Kenny Pickett's no. got the longest pass attempts without an interception in Steelers franchise history. I saw some Mike random Tomlin stat. is the coach of the year, and it's not even close. Mike Tomlin is by far the coach of the year. I love what's happening with the Houston Texans. I love that they got good energy. I like I like their sideline, like how hard their players are playing. But Mike Tomlin is the coach of the year. I would love to see somebody tell me who's coaching better than Mike Tomlin right now. Mm. Kevin O'Connell. Nick Sirianni. Man, go sit down. Nick Sirianni. <laughs> Kevin O'Connell. Go sit down. All right, listen. Let's do this. Kevin O'Connell is a good three. He's a good coach. Oh. Kevin O'Connell's a good coach. I don't know Payton? if we'll get to it today. I don't know if we'll get to it today. But I know what is going to intrigue me the most over NFL this upcoming weekend. Mm-hmm. Is college football? I need Ooh, chaos to happen in the championship games. I need eight one-loss teams in college mm-hmm. football. Yeah, and we well, could get it. <laughs> well, let's do this. Let Let's commit to it. Let's get there today because you know what the Michigan yeah. Ohio State game is something I want to get into, and I also want to talk about Brady Hook and the San Diego State situation. Um, so I do want to get to those things. So let's let's definitely commit some time for some college football. Let me have a minute here though to talk about prize picks prizepicks.com slash great friends. You put in a hundred dollars, they put in a hundred dollars. In other words, they'll match your first deposit a hundred percent up to a hundred bucks. Guys, did you play this weekend? I lost. I did. It didn't go well, dude. You guys have no idea. We put a $10. So my son was home for Thanksgiving from college and he's 23 and he's super into it, really into it. So he made this play yesterday where it was a $10 play for and you could win $250. Okay. We here's what we did. We had Kenny Pickett to pass for more than 195 and a half yards. He did. CJ Stroud to pass for more hundred more than 274 and a half. He did. Nico Collins, a receiver from Houston, to, to receive more than 60 and a half. He had 104. Isaiah Pacheco, they gave us that one. I thought it was half of a pass rushing or receiving touchdown, one or the other. And he got that. Alvin Kamara had 69 yards. His more or less number was 48 and a half. And Dorian Thompson Robinson, he needed 30 pass attempts. Guys, he needed 30 pass attempts. He had 29. He had 29 and he got hurt. Ah, 
29 and he got hurt. A $10 play was going to win 250 bucks. The $10 play went five out of six and it paid a hundred bucks. But man, how do they know 29 pass attempts and he had to get 30. That's what I say all the time. How do they know? Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Get in the game. We're all playing it, man. It's so much fun. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. So much more to get to. We're just getting rolling. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. It is Monday, November 27th. It's Monday after Thanksgiving. And uh, fellas, we uh, we started off today talking a lot of football. Get right back to it. But did everybody have a good Thanksgiving? Talk to me. Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, my first ever. I want to hear about your this turkey too, bro. Uh, but I had my first ever hosting duties for Thanksgiving. I had mm -hmm. mom, two sisters, brother-in-law, and I got down Thursday night, some carne salad. Me and my mom, we, we knocked it out the park as far as food goes. And then, dude, I went to the San Diego Zoo on Friday with everybody. Then on Whoa. Saturday, we were cruising all over San Diego, kind of showing them around. And then I was back in back in the in the grind yesterday and put in a full 12 hours of football. And, and, and I watched every single thing that you could watch yesterday. But I had a great weekend. Nice. Great. Man. How about you, bro? Man, I had a great Thanksgiving. I got to hang out with all of my children. So we had a great time. We made a like little art station. We made some turkeys. We played some games. It was fun, man. It was it was really fun. It was a really good time to to have everybody together and chilling and laughing and you know kids breaking stuff. So it was good <laughs> times, man. Good times. Any more eye infections, bro? Are you good? You survived? Yeah, man, goggles, glasses, and and distance. Just don't. I don't pick them up when they got stuff in their hands no more. That's the rule. <laughs> I won't pick okay. you up till you put that down. <laughs> I like it. Um, well, I'll tell you guys, I had a great Thanksgiving. Also, probably the best one of my life. Meaning, I had Ooh. all four of my kids home. Yeah, seriously, like my three kids came home from college. So my and then my daughter Julia, she runs this place, man. So she had on Thursday morning, man. She was whipping these girls into shape, Jack. She was freaking had these girls making mashed potatoes and stuffing. And uh, she had ordered this cake from some company up in Northern California. I mean, she was on it, dude. All I had to do, I bought everything. All I had to do is I, I bought, I made a, um, a tri-tip in the afternoon, which was kind of like an appetizer, you know? And then uh, later in the day, the turkey, Alex, that I got from El Pollo Grill from Victor, dude, mm -hmm. the turkey comes in this plastic bag frozen, right? And I then take the plastic bag, I submerge it in some boiling water for about 45 minutes to an hour, open the bag, pour it all out, dude. The entire 15-pound turkey's already been sliced and diced and everything. And it was, I'm Bone telling in? right now, you know, turkey. Uh, yeah, like not all the bones. Everything carved out. It's pretty much carved out, but like, you know, like a few bones here and there. Dude, you talk about turkey sometimes gets too dry. You know, that's why people don't love it during Thanksgiving. Dude, incredibly juicy, delicious. I'm telling you, I was blown away. I was totally shocked by how good the frozen, already pre-carved and cooked turkey bag, throw it out, dude. It was amazing. So nice. good. Yes, yeah, so I had all nice. my kids home. And then um, I'll tell you guys, on Friday night, me, Rachel, my parents and her parents, actually, all got together down in OB. We went to the holding company. I've never been there before. 
And nah, I love Linda, that place, dude. I love that well, place. And Linda Welby's husband, Band Overboard, played that night, and they tore it to shreds. Nice. The place was going off. It was so great. And then, just a real quick story for you guys. Last, uh, so now the, they get they get done. The band gets done, and the older people like me, you know, we make our way out. Oh, going home, going to sleep. Ten o'clock. The younger people take over the bar, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, there's a younger band that's coming on. And this kid walks up to me. He's got this mustache, six two, good looking young guy. Walks up to me and he goes, "Hey man, um, you're Scott Kaplan, right?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Bro, I got to talk to you." He goes, "And by the way, the last time I was here, you know who I saw here?" I go, "Who?" He goes, "Browner." I go, "You're kidding me?" He goes, no, he takes, <laughs> takes out his camera, shows me of his phone. He's got a picture of him and Browner. This kid's 22 yeah. years old. His name is Riley, I think. He he's 22 years old, Point Loma High School, San Diego State, Cal Western Law School now. And this guy's telling me how he grew up, him and his dad driving to school every day, listening to Scott and BR. And now, all these years later, he leaves Cal Western Law School and drives 30 minutes to get back to PB every day, listens to the show on 1090, and then goes in his house and watches the rest on YouTube. And this guy sat there and chewed my ear for 20 minutes, telling me how important the show was to him as a kid and how important the show is to him now as a young adult. And dude, I was just blown away absolutely blown away and rachel was standing there going this is incredible like you know i thought all your i thought all your listeners were like 55 year old guys nope 22 year old kids bro you know the kid i'm talking about yeah man i ran to the homie a couple i think it's like a month ago i think it's maybe a little bit more than that bought him a drink we sat we chatted he, he talked about that. the show he just told yeah told me all the stories that you told that he told you and it, and it was just awesome man and this is why i like to go out because you never know who you're going to run into man and he was he was so dope just Talked about how him and his dad bonded over the show and now him taking it his own, doing it his own way. I thought that was pretty cool, man. I really did. I shouted him out uh, after it happened, and so I'm glad he ran into you. Yeah, man. That's, awesome, That's cool, man. dude. That's cool. Uh, and so just a great weekend. Um, and then yesterday, uh, Rachel had like a Friendsgiving, and her girlfriend is a chef, and she freaking cooked it up. And Rachel, all of her, like, you know, friends from the neighborhood came over and uh, I watched football all afternoon. But I got to say, man, not having the uh, NFL Sunday ticket on the on YouTube TV, it was a big mistake, man. I should have just sucked it up and bought it, you know, it's, regardless. It's $89 now. Well, now and then I got to have it because honestly, like yesterday, I wanted to see the Browns Broncos game. And all I was doing was um, beaming from my phone Red Zone. So I watched Red Zone all day. You know, I really did not get to watch one game in its entirety other than the Chargers and the Ravens last night. I watched Red Zone all day. I got to get the I got to get the Sunday ticket, man. I can't deal with it anymore. I know what you're waiting for, dog. I don't know either, man. I'm just I and I, I said to myself earlier in the season, if I go to a sports bar every Sunday and I spend one hundred dollars every Sunday, that's going to be like two thousand dollars by the end of the year. Why don't I just get the ticket, you know, at home? And it was like four hundred bucks. And I don't know why, but four hundred sounds like a lot more. The great, thing about, the great thing about the ticket is that it follows you wherever you are. So yep. when I was in Vegas, got it on my phone, got an iPad, watched whatever. So the ticket is not just for your house. It follows you wherever you go. I know. I got to do it. I'm, next weekend, I'm doing it. By the way, tomorrow, I'm re mental reminder, Browner, not today. Today is not the day for it. Tomorrow or Wednesday, we need a full detailed rundown of the parents hanging out because that is a big step, in my opinion, of a relationship. Well, I didn't know if I should kind of dig in there. So when Browner said that everybody hung out together for Thanksgiving, um, Browner, are you saying you, the four kids, 
and the two moms. No, I'm talking about you, Scott. Oh, <laughs> I'm not talking about Browner, dog. I'm talking about you, bro. Oh, I'm, talking about, I'm, I'm talking about your parents, Rachel parents, and you guys triple dating. That that is a big step in a relationship. I dude. I oh. thought I thought he was talking about you too. Yeah, no. know damn well he ain't talking about me. No, I was like, no, wait, you want to hear about Browner hanging out with all four kids and both baby mamas? I'm like, I want to hear no. about that too. No, you. I know Browner won't say anything about that, but you, my goodness. Ain't no way in hell that's gonna happen over here. Damn, it just that just ain't in the cards, man. No, uh-uh. Miss mm. Cleo ain't never read that 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 fortune. Uh uh-uh, uh, Pippin. Mm-hmm. That ain't that yeah. ain't gonna happen. No, it is true. Me um and Rachel, we're gonna go down and see Linda Welby's husband perform at the holding company mm-hmm. in Ocean Beach. My parents are here visiting, so I'm like, you know, you guys should come, it'll be fun. And then Rachel's parents, who I didn't see for Thanksgiving because they had their own Thanksgiving going on. Um, I said, you guys should come too, and we'll all have dinner. And that holding company, let me tell you something, the food there was really good. I didn't realize they're the same people that own the OB Noodle House, so that's kind of why there's like an Asian mm-hmm. flair to it. Menu was great. Loved it. I have more questions tomorrow. All right, yeah, let's let's get back to the to football. So listen, so last night, the one game, as I was mentioning, that I really got to invest my time into was the Chargers and the Ravens, and I couldn't wait. I just couldn't wait because it's the kind of game where you go into it and you go, you know what? The Chargers could win this game, no doubt. They absolutely could win this game. They're home, theoretically. Um, I got a lot of, of Charger fans, by the way, that sent me pictures from the game. They either went there as haters, like Miss Molly. Um, she went out there with some other great friends, James and his wife and crew from Carlsbad. Um, but I had some other people send me pictures like, bro, this is the first Charger game I've ever come to. It's so hard because I, I hate the owners, but I, I still love the team. And I'm like, bro, a lot of people have that same experience. In fact, one of the listeners came up to me this weekend. You know what he suggested, Alex? Because mm-hmm. I saw you post about um, how it was a 30% off on a Black Friday sale on our website. Yeah, by the way, we're having a Cyber Monday 15% all week. Listen to this. this. We have to do this today. A listener came up to me and said, dude, I want to wear the Charger hater shirt, but I'm actually not a Charger hater. I'm a Spanos hater. And there's mm-hmm. a distinction. Between a somebody who hate like me, I don't make the distinction. To me, Chargers, Spanos, it's synonymous. So I'm I'm rooting for them to lose. I couldn't wait for last night, knowing that Baltimore had a 13 to 10 lead, and was just sort of clinging to that 13 to 10 lead. Mm-hmm. I thought, and by the way, um, when Justin Tucker, the kicker of the Baltimore Ravens, misses a 44 yard field goal, I mean that is oh. chip shot city for this guy. For they him, made, yeah. They made such a big deal about him missing this field goal because it's so utterly out of the norm for him to miss. And I I could see during the setup, they were rushed. The whole operation was rushed and he missed the kick because he didn't go through his normal, you know, steps and breath and crossing and everything else that Justin Tucker does. He misses that field goal, which by the way, was a terrible decision by John Harbaugh. Anyway, it was fourth and one for the Ravens and they decide they're going to go up by six points and put the pressure on the Chargers that they got to score a touchdown. It didn't make a lot of sense. To me, they should have gone for the fourth down anyway. Mm-hmm. That all being said, when the Chargers had a 13 or when the Ravens had a 13 to 10 lead and they were clinging to it, I thought, wow, the Chargers will wind up coming down. They'll kick a field goal. And then what will happen is Tucker will, will, you know, redeem himself and he'll kick some bomb field goal and the Ravens will walk it off and win. Little did I know that the Ravens would actually miss the field goal, then wind up giving the Chargers more opportunities, giving them the ball back, punting to them. And the Chargers just couldn't do anything because the Ravens defense plays at a level of physicality that the Chargers finesse offense just doesn't know. 
all that being said gets me back to where I was. I knew I could get back there. This listener came up to me and he said, dude, I need a Spanos hater t-shirt. See, I'm not mm -hmm. a charger hater. I'm a Spanos hater. And you guys don't have a t-shirt for Spanos haters. You guys only have t-shirts for chargers haters. There is a distinction between us. I said, my brother, we will get a Spanos hater t-shirt up there for you. And hopefully we sell a ton of them, especially during the holiday season, because we better sell them as fast as we can. Because knowing the Spanoses and how they operate, it won't take long for them to send a cease and desist. Believe me. Uh -huh. Well, when we had Peter Seidler t-shirts that said sustainable, Peter Seidler saw the t-shirts, took pictures with people and thought it was cute. Didn't cease and desist. Didn't ask for money and royalties and whatever. The Spanoses are a different breed, man. They will come after me. Us. So, Alex, you tell me, is a Spanos hater t-shirt in our cards? I'm in not right future. now, but it could be. You know, I just got to get my put my art hat back on and yeah, figure, and I'll, I'll I'll think of something. All right. Well, back to the game. I mean, my whole mm -hmm. point was is that to take a 16 to 10 lead on the road against an offense like like the Chargers, like a quarterback like Herbert, I didn't think it was a good move by John Harbaugh. They missed the field goal. It's 13-10. Chargers have multiple opportunities thereafter and can't get the job done. You know, Browner, you say that they've got the quarterback, and I will acknowledge that Justin Herbert is a great young quarterback in the NFL. Great young quarterback. But Adam Schefter put out a tweet yesterday that said, since Herbert has been drafted, the Chargers are 60 and 60. Maybe it's 30 and 30. That's probably what it was, 30 and 30. And over the course of those 60 games, the Chargers have scored like 1,508 points and the Chargers have given up 1,507 points. <laughs> so it just kind of shows you that as good as Herbert looks, as fast as he looks, tall, arm, precision passing, yards, the numbers all look good other than the wins and the losses, you know, and, and Alex can even show you, you talk about clutch, not clutch. Well, I asked the question because I'm the objective, I'm the objective observer this year. So I wrote not clutch because Justin Herbert has had a lot of chances. And I know, listen, I'm not saying that, that all the losses are on him, but as a quarterback, when you have the ball in your hands with under two minutes and you have a chance to either tie the game or win the game, you know, that's kind of where quarterbacks get judged. And this is what he's done in those opportunities. So week one against Miami, they lost that game. They were down two. And what'd they do? Five plays, turnover on downs. Week two against the Titans in overtime. Game was tied. Three and out, no yards. Tennessee drives, game-winning field goal, they win. Week six against the Cowboys. Down three, chance to tie it. What does he do? Game-ending interception. Week 10 against the Lions, the one time he's done it this year. The one time he's done it this year. They were down by seven. They had a drive of seven plays, 68 yards. He threw a game-tying touchdown pass, 38-38. They lose that game, but he did do it that game. Week 11 against the Packers, down by three. What do you do? Six plays, 15 yards, turnover on downs. And last night, before, they, before the Zay Flowers, he had the opportunity. They were down by three. What they do? Six plays, 10 yards, turnover on downs. So I mean, Justin Herbert has had plenty of chances to change the tone of this season, and he has not been able to lead drives to either tie a game or win a game for the Chargers this year. You can you can do that with every starting quarterback in the NFL. You like, say that, but you can't because the Chargers have the most one loss, one score losses this season. So that is factually inaccurate, Browner. It's not. 
And so because last season, so last season when Minnesota won so many one score games, yes. Kirk Cousins led them to a lot of game winning drives, and that's where he changed so, the so, tune so, of his. So, opinion. so you would, so you would tell me you take Kirk Cousins over Justin Herbert? See, so that's you're just twisting the narrative. I'm just telling I'm not, you that I'm, Justin, that's not the conversation. I'm not saying would I rather have Kirk Cousins, or Justin Herbert. I'm telling you, and mm-hmm. I'm bringing up a topic that Justin Herbert has had the opportunity to lead this team to a better record than what they currently have, and he has not been able to. Don't turn it into a, would I rather have Kirk Cousins or whatever that. I'm talking about Justin Herbert and his and his clutchness. Does he have it this year? He hasn't had it this year. That's a fact. Give me Justin Herbert. You can Great. you can have you can have whoever you want to have. Yeah, how about that, how about would you rather would you rather have Justin Herbert or Justin Fields? Me? Yeah. Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> Not because he's better, just because of no. preference. <laughs> I prefer Justin Fields. Yeah, why? I, Tell me. What? Because I like Tell I like me. representation. What? I like I like see young <laughs> brothers doing their thing. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, I, that's it. Listen, that's all, baby. I'll take I'll take Justin Fields too because I support that young brother as well. That's it. I mean, that's uh, it. preference preference. I would rather yeah. have Justin Fields. But if you're asking me, are those yeah, statistics? Asking, yeah, who's the better quarterback, Justin Fields or, or Justin Herbert? Well, Justin Herbert's a better quarterback. Yeah, but Justin Fields is your preference because of representation yes. for the young brother. I, I'm with you. Absolutely. Yeah, so me too. when you put those statistics up, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's great. But that's not the whole story. There's so many more things that go into that because mm-hmm. I can guarantee you if we really boil down those numbers, there's a level of coaching mistakes in every single one of those games that he had nothing to do with. The amount of points that they're giving up, he has nothing to do with. Alston Eckler uh, not playing because they didn't want to pay him. He got nothing to do with that. How about uh, Austin Eckler Keenan fumbling Allen. yesterday? How, Austin Keenan Eckler Allen fumbling. Allen. Yeah, I mean, listen, he doesn't have anything to do with that. I guess what I, Alex, I hear what your point is, and if I think I do too, I do too. I, I think your point is is that bottom line is quarterbacks are judged on these sorts of metrics. You so, know, do do you make uh, like when 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 they they go out on the field and there's two minutes to go and you're down by three, they flash something on the screen that says Justin Herbert has had 25 opportunities. And he's done it 10 times mm-hmm. number of comeback wins. I mean, I'm just giving I'm making up numbers. They show you that stuff because that's how quarterbacks are judged in this particular season. While the chargers are a last place team, Justin Herbert still looks great. But when it comes down to being clutch, those stories that those are facts. So are we, yeah, are, we, but say, I, are, we I, are we saying the same thing about Josh Allen too? Yeah, this year for okay, sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean Josh Allen was a guy Josh who everybody Allen is, thought was like the number two in overtime. Right. In yeah. his career. In his career. Yeah. Josh Allen is a is a guy who makes spectacular touchdown runs like he did yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he also doesn't come up huge in the clutch. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. like a there's a difference. So when, when you're talking about Browner, and I get like that's the conversation, like, oh, would you rather have Herbert or would you rather have that? I get that. Trust me. Justin Herbert, top 10, no questions. He's one of the best performers statistically in the NFL. But there are levels to it. You know, when when Patrick Mahomes has the ball, regardless of who's on his team, do you not feel like he's always going to like, whether he does it or not, I don't have the stats to prove it, but doesn't it feel like Patrick Mahomes is always going to lead you down to get that game-winning touchdown or game-winning field goal? Uh, until this year, absolutely, 100%. Joe Burrow, this- doesn't doesn't Joe Burrow have that vibe? Like, Joe Burrow will lead you into a clutch drive when you need it. I'll tell you who else. Jalen Hurts will, too. Yeah. Now, now that's a person 
Now, that's a guy you make that argument about. I agree with you. It doesn't matter yeah. what went wrong before that. If yeah. he's got the ball at the end, he will find a way to make something happen and to get you and, the, okay. the in a win. Yes. And I'll keep it with the Chargers. What do you remember about Phillip Rivers and his career? He'd throw it away at the end. Do you remember him having Hall of Fame touchdowns and Hall of Fame passing yards? No. You remember, everybody remembers that Phillip Rivers was always that guy to throw a late game ceiling interception. Known mm -hmm. as a soul crusher. Did he mm -hmm. do it like a hundred times? No. But is that, is that what people remember him for? A lot of people do. Yeah. But I think Justin Herbert has the opportunity to reset that narrative because he well, has yeah, a much sure. further well, runway. To he win. does. Four years he does. old. And, and he'll get another coach next year, I'm sure. Hey, let me do this. Um, I'll say this. Let, let us finish up this Chargers conversation. Then we'll transition to some Rams, some Raiders, and some other NFL, even like, you know, the, the, the second firing of the season. I mean, unbelievable that Frank Reich is fired in Carolina. I'll get to that story coming up. Just a quick reminder again our friends at Prize Picks will match your first deposit 100% up to $100. So I had this play this week, 10 bucks to win 250. I hit five out of six, 10 bucks earned a hundred, but it's such a fun game to play. And I was talking about it to all these guys yesterday that were there watching games with me when, cause Rachel had this, this friends giving everybody's playing this game. If you're not yet playing Prize Picks, get in the game, prizepickscom slash great friends. And for those of you that are watching, click that QR code. You're already doing a great job with the QR code. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. We'll finish up this Charger conversation next. Hey, everybody, a little timeout here, a little halftime update. Want to uh, thank a bunch of our great sponsors. I'll start off with our friends at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Here's Tory Holistics for you it's Thanksgiving Day, and um, I got my college kids home. They're not drinkers. They grew up in California, man. They'd rather, they'd rather use cannabis. So I called and ordered and had it delivered on Thanksgiving day. And the guy who showed up, my daughter, Julia comes to the door and she goes, Oh, nice drip. This dude was wearing a t-shirt that said Dilf. And he was wearing these funny ass pajama bottom pants and he was delivering it to us. Uh, awesome service, amazing service. Tory Holistics, California Holistics. Use our promo code AMAZING and you'll save 20%. For those of you that need it, just click on that QR code. For everybody else, you can always find it at kaplanandcrew.com. The promo code is AMAZING and you'll save 20% at Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Hey, big shout out to my guy, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services. If you're thinking about buying a house, matter of fact, time out real quick. I was telling the story about a couple of our listeners that are moving from Imperial Beach up to Manaphy. I've told that story a bunch of times. This past weekend, I saw my man Clyde. He was showing videos of the pre-construction in the neighborhood that's being built where he bought this house. Paid $488. House isn't even built yet. It's worth $525 already. And my man is going to pay the same in mortgage and, uh, and insurance and property taxes and everything in Menifee that he's paying rent in Imperial Beach. And he showed videos on his social media. My man, way to go, dude. And he kind of said the same thing. If you want to be a homeowner, it's possible. Even in Southern California, you just got to be a little bit flexible. So talk to Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. Let's get back to it. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. We're in the 7 Mile Casino studio, 7milecasino.com. Hey, YouTubers. Chatlins, what's going on? We're going to get in that YouTube chat or what? Um, I'd love to make a late push this year. Let's get to 8,000 subscribers by the end of the year. I mean, that, that's doable. You know what I mean? That's not like overly ambitious, 
Um, let's get to 8,000 by the end of this year. And by the way, fellas, um, I have not yet spoken to Captain Troy Sears from the Yacht America to find out if the yacht is going to be back in service. If it is, we got to start making plans on our holiday party. And if it isn't, we got to start to make alternative plans for our holiday party. So uh, I will I will definitely try and hook up with Captain Troy and find out how the Yacht America is doing and if we're going to get that thing in, in back in the water so we can have our holiday party on it. All right. Um, to finish up our conversation on the Chargers, guys, I sat there last night after the game. I actually thought to myself, you know, the Ravens were up 13-10, and then they had that long touchdown, that Flowers touchdown run, mm-hmm. and it, it buried them at 20-10. to 10. And I just thought about another time when the Chargers, this was back in San Diego, were playing the Ravens. And this is one of those Phillip Rivers teams. And how not clutch the quarterback could be, or Browner, to your point, you know, other, other factors, how clutch the defense was not. Mm-hmm. And there was that fourth and 29 play. And Ray Rice got, got a first down on a fourth and 29. And after the game, he was in the locker room. And everybody who's an old school Charger fan will remember what he said. Do you remember, Browner? Give it to me. Hey, diddle, diddle. Ray, Ray Rice, Rice up, up the middle. The middle. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some good history between the Chargers and the Ravens, and it usually ends with the Ravens finding a way to That's throw the it's, knockout it's punch. one-sided. Yeah, throw mm-hmm. the knockout punch. Yeah. Uh, I waited after the game last night. I beamed. I'm so proud of myself. I beamed from my phone beamed. to my TV. Is that what you call it? Streamed it? Beamed it? What do you there call you it? There you go. Stream. Please say stream. Is it cast streaming? It. It's cast, but cast. Right. I casted <laughs> from my phone to my TV, and I had the uh, press conference on for Lil Brandon Staley. And I was like, come on, man. Entertain me. And I actually sent a tweet last night. I'm like, hey, warning to all the LA media. Get ready. You ask Brandon Staley a question, get ready for the wrath. He may come after mm-hmm. you. And be prepared. He will set the storyline. He will tell you what the storyline is. So I tweeted and I tagged the athletic and I tagged ESPN and I tagged the LA times. And I just warned everybody, little Brandon's coming for you after this game. (laughs) And I watched that press conference. And to be honest with you, it wasn't very entertaining at all. Nobody got under his skin to where he was able to like go off on anybody. You know why? I already said it in the first segment. This one wasn't on, on, on BS, man. This was on TT. This was on TT. The wrath was directed elsewhere. Defense played pretty good up until that play where Zay Flowers ran away with it. Like that wasn't a game where where Lamar looked particularly like explosive. This wasn't a play where yeah. this wasn't a game where they gave up a ton of points. This wasn't a game where the defense looked you know incompetent. This is a game where the offense had three turnovers. This is a game where you know the Ravens came out to a lead, and you're like, oh man, this might get ugly, and then the classic Ravens took their foot off the gas and just let the chargers hang around all game. Yeah. I don't think this particular loss was a game that was going to get under his skin, his skin, yeah. because he could just tell you storyline was my boys can't hang out to the ball. We want right. me to do fumbles, drop passes, um, you know, giving up sacks and key times, inability to convert in the red zone. I mean, y- your complaint yesterday, if you care, your complaint is the offense. And I think in some ways, Brandon Staley walked into that post-game press conference feeling a little bit vindicated, like, hey, Bosa didn't even play. Khalil Mack played one of the best, like most complete games I've seen him play as a Charger. Um, 
forget the six sack game that he had against. I was about the Raiders. to say I had six sacks in the game. Come no, on, no, no, but but that was but that was just a fluky game. I'm talking about like a complete game, you know, of pressuring the quarterback, playing in the playing in the run, yeah, pursuing from behind. I mean, mm-hmm. all these things that you would want from a superstar outside linebacker. I think I think Khalil Mack played that way last night with Joey Bosa. What was Bosa doing? Bosa was like sitting in a suite somewhere. Bosa was somewhere. in a suite hanging out. You know, was was the game time kickoff yesterday? Five twenty-two. Yes. Yeah, so you know, you know. Sometimes breakfast for dinner sounds good. So my boy was munching on a little raisin bran last night up in a suite. Oh, he's got that raisin bran cup in his hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's yeah. such a bro. He is such a bro, man. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. He is such a frat bro. <laughs> I feel like I feel Trust like that raisin bran, bro. I feel like if I cared enough, I could easily just be like, why is he in a suite and not on the field with his teammates? But whatever. Like, I don't really care because I don't think Bosa you, cares all that much. You you would you you would see him down there if they had a grown man as head coach. Oh. If Mike Tomlin was his head coach, he'd be on the sideline eating raisin bran hiding from the camera. If if if, if the other guy in Los Angeles <laughs> was his coach, he'd be on the sideline. But it's because this child, who no one respects, is coaching them. I do what I want. What is his injury? Is it a hamstring or an ankle or something like that? It's a lower extremity. So maybe it's more like because he can't really stand on it for four hours? Come on, man. Come on, man, what? Sure. Yeah. Back your guy. Come on, man, what? Back your guy, little BS. Foot sprain. Foot sprain. I mean, listen. You know, Justin Jefferson is, hasn't played for seven, six weeks now, and he has a hamstring. He's been walking up and down that sideline all, all for oh, seven damn. weeks. Oh, damn, because they got a real man coach. Kevin O'Connell's a real man coach. Mm-hmm. He's controlling the sideline, so therefore, we, yeah. Anderson, we have practices. If hey. you're going to be in the building, you need to be on the sideline. If the camera can see you, you need to be down here, period. Just, just like Tom Telesco picked the wrong wide receiver, he picked the wrong head coach because Kevin O'Connell was on that staff too, so. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, let, me, uh, let, me, uh, let me also pour a little water on this Jose Flowers thing. I watch a lot of Ravens games, obviously, because representation matters to me. I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. What does that mean? I, it's just <laughs> unbelievable. Why, why don't you just say, <laughs> like, like Zay, just say the truth, no, man? I just did. Truth, I just did. No, tru- I just you, did. No, you, you, you said, I, I am into representation. That's why I watch the Ravens. Why no, no, that's, say, not like, I, that's not what I said. That's not what, what I said. That's not what I said. Tell me I said. said I watch a lot of Ravens games because representation matters to me. I'm okay. a Lamar so, Jackson guy. Right. So why don't you just say it the way, like, put it this way. If there were four quarterbacks in the NFL that were all Jewish, I'd be like, yo, I'm a fan of the Jaguars. I'm a fan of the Seahawks. I'm a fan of the Vikings. And I'm a fan of the of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Because their quarterbacks are Goldstein, Rubenstein, Rosenstein, and, and whatever. All the Steins and Steins. Right. I'm into representation. It's got nothing to do with the fact that they're Jewish quarterbacks. I'm just into representation. Just say it, brother. First of all, first of all, if you, you like did, the black quarterbacks, if, you ain't like the white quarterbacks, except Justin Herbert. If you did, I wouldn't hold no fire to you. I got no, I got no problem with it. No, I'm, with it. I'm with it. No, listen, no listen, I, I, I understand why you like Justin Fields better than Justin Herbert because you're into listen, representation. I'm with when that. Mark Sanchez was quarterback in the Jets. I bet he was okay with it. You keep bringing up Mark Sanchez. And? I, you keep hearing Mark Sanchez. Is he and? like Mario Lopez or something? What am I yeah, missing yeah. with Mark Sanchez? Yeah, how many? You got more than what that. What am I missing? That's the only one I know. What do I got? The dude's from Orange County. What do I got? What do you mean? Mark Sanchez. Any, my whole point is this. My whole point is this. Before y'all try to distract me with this madness. Zay Flowers stunk 
And it took time for Zay Flowers to come around. Now, he's been on fire lately. Let's it's going to take – it takes let's time take for some of these dudes, let, let, man. Let's take a look. The, the Chargers took Quentin Johnson with the 21st overall pick. Now, I thought the they Ravens, should take Jordan Addison, but that's a different okay. conversation. And, and the Ravens took Zay Flowers with the 22nd pick. And the Vikings took Jordan Addison with the 23rd pick. And I'm with you. I would have taken Jordan Addison as the number one of those three. Yes. But if you look at the graphic that Alex has on the screen, and for those of you that are listening, Alex will read through it for you. Zay Flowers is far and away, far and away better, statistically, thus far, than Quentin Johnson is. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah. Uh, through 12 weeks of the season, uh, Quentin Johnson has 21 catches for 190 yards and one touchdown. Zay Flowers has 58 catches, 669 total yards, and three touchdowns. I had to throw that in there because he rushed for, what, 50-yard touchdown yesterday, something like that? Mm -hmm. uh, Jordan Addison has 48 catches, 647 yards, and seven touchdowns so far this season. So Tom Telesco, to, of, of the three receivers that went bang, 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 21, 22, and 23, the I best Jigba were, went. Did, did Jigba go 20? I thought Jigba I went 20. Either way, man, regardless. The point is of these three yeah. guys, Quentin Johnson is by far and away less, way less productive well, than the, for the, the guys, guys my, drafted after him. For the purposes of my slide, Browner, mm -hmm. Was that Telesco had a choice between the three, whereas he couldn't pick Jigba because he was okay. already gone. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, right. So look, man, it takes time. The guy, the kid's got tools, man. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. He's adjusting to the NFL level. He was a project and people knew that, but he had the most upside left of the guys who true. were if what I, I remember from draft analysts, from what I remember from draft analysts, oh, they're always the right. most upside. Because mm -hmm. Jordan Addison was the most finished product. You knew what you would get from him. You didn't know how high his ceiling would be. Jordan Addison was the one who I thought would have fit this roster better because you knew what you were going to get. Now, the problem is you had the most upside. Imagine this kid working out and Mike Williams on one end. The one's hurt. And one just Mike you know. Williams. Well, that was literally the the knock on this pick, from what I remember from those same draft experts. Was but like you already had one. This isn't necessarily the guy I thought they would get because they already have Mike Williams and they do the same right. thing. They're tall, mm -hmm. strong, and deep ball guys. Whereas what they need is well, Keenan. They're probably going to lose him because of cap purposes. So you kind of want a, guy, this year, a third down slot guy or some someone that can work in between the middle of the field, not just on the outside. But listen, I'm not Mel Kiper, so what do I know? Yeah, what do you know? You're I just Kuiper. I just present slides that I make. Yeah, that's it. Just he just you're just a creative force. You're not you're not a draft Nick. No. Yeah. Um, no hey, let me do this. Let me Can do I this. Say one I, thing? Are you? Yeah, because I want to get to. Sorry. I want to get to little BS. No, no, I want to get to little BS's press. Okay, perfect. Let's do that. What were you going to say? It has to do with little BS. Okay, you want to do it before little BS's that. presser? Oh, uh, it's a little. No, let's let's do little BS because he he's going to tell us what to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So here's Brandon Staley in his press conference yesterday telling you, me, and everybody listening what the storyline was. Yeah, there was there were some good things, but just not consistent enough tonight, you know. And and I think it really starts with the turnovers, and 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 that's the story of the game. When you turn the ball over three times against a team like that, that's the number one team in the AFC. Um, it's going to be really tough for you to win. And now we hung tough, and I love that about our guys. And I felt like we were in it to the end. Um, but you know, that's not the way you need to play in a big game. Yeah, see, to me, I didn't feel any defensiveness last night in listening to Lil BS because he actually did come rather than be ready to like 
like fight everybody off about how bad his defense is. He actually showed up confident, like pretty simple story, isn't it? I mean, you know, like if you lose the turnover battle in the NFL, like 85% of the time, you're going to lose the game. And in this particular instance, you're playing against the number one team in the AFC and we're turning the ball over. So like nobody here is talking to me about my defense. Nobody's talking about the lack of coverage or the lack of pass rush or the inability to stop the run. Nobody's talking about that. All anybody should be talking about is the fact that we can't hold on to the ball. I think I just kind of wish that he would just be like, you know how everybody was freaking out about the hiring of Kellen Moore and how Kellen Moore is going to come over here and revolutionize this offense that that wasn't a problem, but now stupid thumbs up, but now is a problem. Like, can we bring Kellen Moore up here so he can defend himself? Because that was terrible and his offense is terrible. Austin Eckler has regressed. I mean, look at what this offense has done under Kellen Moore, who was the, the new kid on the block that everybody was telling me was going to, I'm going to lose my job to like, why don't you call I, him up here and ask him questions? I will say this about last night's performance from the offense. That's a real defense. And them boys hit mm-hmm. last night. Boy, they was hitting. So when you get hit enough times, you go, who we play next week? Yeah. Cause you know, I'll tell you right now, yeah, well, the Patriots. Keenan, <laughs> here we go. Keenan Allen got hit a couple times, and he, I, you could see it go. Hey man, no, no, I'm good. I got to get down. Those yeah, the, Ravens, the Ravens hit on every play, man. They every do, play. and every and play. multiple guys hit you. You know, and it looks like Listen, it hurts. If Lamar Jackson is your leading Lamar rusher, that's that's not a bad thing. If Justin Herbert is your leading rusher, that's, that's a bad thing. thing. <laughs> that's a bad thing. Yeah. That's a bad. It all came on one carry, by the way. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Kellen Moore might, and Kellen Moore appears to have been a mistake. And, and and you can call he just, it what he you, want. you know what it, you know what it is though he he just didn't improve things that's all correct no. correct and correct. I said that when they hired him dude okay everybody was crapping on Joe was it Joe Lombardi or what, what, Lombardi mm-hmm. yeah everybody yeah. was crapping on him everybody mm-hmm. I was like dude Justin Herbert broke every single passing record for the first three years that you possibly can what more can Kellen Moore extract out of that lemon you know what I'm saying like how much more can you squeeze out that juice. And the wild part is what what Joe Lombardi did normally gets you a head coaching job. It normally does. It got him fired because the head coach didn't win games. And that's the trip about all this. And here's my here's the thing. We all know Brandon Staley. The Chargers will not make the playoffs and the Chargers will fire Brandon Staley in the offseason. I I would think so. I mean, look look at this very confidently. Look at the standings right now. I don't think they will. I don't think they will. I mean, but but if you're the Spanos is. And you, like last night, you're watching this game on TV. Here are the Chargers, four and seven, behind the Raiders, behind the Broncos, and way behind the Chiefs. If you're the Chargers and you're watching this game on television last night, every commercial break, they show you some famous part of L.A. Here's the Coliseum all lit up. Here's the Hollywood Bowl all lit up. Here's here's the Santa Monica Pier. I mean, there mm-hmm. it is like a television commercial for the city of Los Angeles. Here's the Staples Center and LA Live and downtown LA. All the things that San Diego used to benefit from, LA now yeah. gets that benefit from. If you're Dean yeah. Spanos and you're watching this television broadcast, the rest of the country thinks you're LA. Southern California, LA people know that you're not wanted and San Diego people know you turned your back. They're nomads in Southern California, but nationally you'd look at them and go, well, they, they play in Los Angeles. Yeah, they, and, and so you can't have this coach. You can't have this lack of success in that market. But you so just go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, and I, and I'll come in after you. I was just going to say, I think that there that narrative around Kellen Moore is not going away. Like that, what I mean by that is that people still think he's a future head coach. 
Correct. People still think he's a future head coach. So if you're a smart ownership, if you're smart, you fire Brandon Staley today, see what Kellen Moore can give you for six weeks for free. Because now that means you don't have to hire him in the offseason. You know, you can figure out what he actually can do as a head coach for six weeks. But this ownership doesn't think that way. Like, no. you don't pay you know Brandon Staley Jack. So, you want to know how they think? They think like this. Frank Reich used to be an offensive coordinator here. He just got fired by Carolina. We need an offensive coach. Please, no. God, Frank no. Reich's our kind of guy. We know Frank. He That's is. how they think. Head coach. That's how they think. Head coach. Right. Comfortable yeah. developer. Yeah. Right. We don't yeah. he, we don't have to pay him a lot. Let me yeah. say this. That's the idea, the idea that Alex said that they can't make the play. Oh, they won't make the playoffs. This is the reason why I revisit what I said earlier. I'm I'm not a believer in Sean Payton because if you look at the standings, if they win two games in a row and things fall the right way, they're a playoff team. So it's it's so far from over. And Who, you the Chargers? A, yes. No, bro. Yes, you, bro. This, uh, they're four and seven. And you think they're not going to be okay? You, you I mean, have to. You have to. You've got to win out to make the playoffs. There are two games. There are two games out of the playoff position. And let me tell you who's in front of them. Cleveland they currently has four percent chance of making the playoffs. Cleveland has no quarterback. Right, but they have seven wins. Hold on, and their best defensive player might be hurt. Pittsburgh has seven wins. Their quarterback sucks, and mm. that could turn around if, mm. if Watt gets hurt. Hold on. They, but they just fired their offensive coordinator, and they looked pretty good yesterday. 16 points on 400 yards. That doesn't sound right. The Houston Texans, their rookie quarterback is lighting it up, but still, he's a rookie quarterback. We've already talked about the Denver Broncos. The Buffalo Bills are 6-6. Six and six. The Cincinnati Bengals have no quarterback in five wins. The Raiders are playing harder, but they suck. They've got five wins. And then you have the Chargers. So the idea that the year is over with as much offensive talent as they have, I disagree. And the schedule is going to fall in place. They're going to beat New England. Dude, they're not going to the playoffs. They're not they're, sniffing the playoffs. They're, they're going to finish in the last place oh, in the division. They're, they're they also already, played – so they have a lot of – they have uh, four divisional games remaining. They still haven't played Denver, so they play them twice. They, Ooh, in they're Vegas, beatable. In Vegas versus Buffalo at Denver versus Kansas City. It's not the the gauntlet of their schedule has happened, right. but we all know divisions and how divisional games are always a lot closer weird. than people think. Yeah. Very weird. But in order for them to make the playoffs, they can maybe lose one more game. Maybe it won't be next week. I mean, it nine and eight, week. nine and eight, get them into the playoffs. Let me ask you guys a question. You, eight nine you, will get you in this year. I don't know. No, I don't think so. All I don't right. think so. Because I mean, right now, you, there's already guys with six six wins ahead of them. So I, there's a lot of teams with six wins ahead of them. I, I would say the fact that I. Cleveland might not win another game. Now I'm just going to tell you like it is. Been saying that all year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've you been know what, saying dude? that all year. Well, I'll tell you what. Hold on. Let, let's go into some other stuff here. Browner, I want to tell you something, though. And I know you said you had some gifts for us that you wanted to give to us that you know that we wouldn't want. That's we'll right. do that in the next segment. But hey, dude, um, it's Mushroom Life time. I saw Brett Weiss this past weekend, the owner of I Mushroom know. Life. And I and I told the story in the pre roll. I, he asked me, where should I go to watch a Michigan-Ohio State game? I told him where to go. I didn't know it was a Michigan bar. He's an Ohio State fan. I swear to God, ah. I walk into the bar to see him. Everybody's in Michigan gear except Brett, who's wearing Ohio State gear. Brett was telling me, hey, dude, I'm extending my Black Friday sale. 
You buy $50 worth of Mushroom Life products, we'll give you $50 worth of Mushroom Life products. Browner, you're taking that tincture. I gave my father the sleep tincture. And last night was the first night How that he tried doing? it. So I told him, I go, dude, you got it. You got to try it for like a week. You got to be consistent. Um, you, I know you're using the sustained energy. I, mm -hmm. I got so many people who come up to me and ask me about Mushroom Life now. I'll just tell you guys the same thing I tell everybody else. Go to mushroomlife.com slash great friends. You buy $50 worth of merchandise, they're going to send you $50 worth of merchandise. And I say merchandise, these are plant-based medications. If you take pills for sleep, for erectile dysfunction, for mood, for energy, if you take pills for anything, this is a plant-based medication made right here in Carlsbad. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. All right, let's get to a bunch of other stuff around the NFL that we haven't touched on. And what gifts does Browner have that we don't want? We'll find Hey, great friends. It is Monday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And we come to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studio, sevenmilecasino.com. Spent a lot of time today talking about all kinds of stuff related to the NFL. A lot on the Chargers and the Ravens. It was so great to see the Chargers find another way to lose last night. And Lil BS, their coach, come to the podium after the game and go, I don't have to tell you guys, you know, wasn't the defense. Three turnovers against a team like that. That's the story of the game. And he was right. He was actually right this time around. Brown, you've uh, you've told us that you have some gifts for us today. And mm -hmm. you said at the beginning of the show that we would not even like them and that you were going to keep them, but you were committed <laughs> to showing us what the gifts are. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm kind of curious. Alex, how about you? You curious? Uh, I have a feeling I know where this is going, but I am very curious, though. So um, our people, our people at Parks and Normal, they stay giving us heat, heat. All these hats y'all be seeing behind me. Oh, not that one. But the colorful hat, the Padre hats, the Charger hats, all these flames they be giving us. They put something out on social media. I said, whoa, whoa, Playboy, what you doing? I, that hasn't arrived yet. He told me, hold on, it's coming. And it did. Now, normally, I get three of everything. One for me, and then one for y'all. Because they generous like mm -hmm. that. Shout out to these mm -hmm. young brothers doing their thing. This is something Scott's son will love. This here, Chargers hat, Philip Rivers, Antonio Gates, 17 on one side, 85 on the other side. Your son mm -hmm. might be into that. Okay, so you know, that's I don't just I, like I don't color. I don't dislike that hat because the thing is, is that um those are San Diego Chargers, those two guys. Okay. And those okay. are two guys that that I actually genuinely loved when they were playing. And I don't how do these guys do it? Like, how do they use these guys' names and and is it just all like, hey, come to us? We, we got to get them on so we, so they can talk about it because I don't know the details. I just love receiving okay. free stuff that I like. <laughs> okay. Now, on the other hand, this is yeah. the one I thought you would go for. White, Junior Seau, mm. Hall of Fame, old school San Diego Charger hat. I thought Scott might like this one, but Dude, I never know it. with your relationship with them. Okay. No, I'd love that. I First of all, I, I love Junior Seau. I, uh, I was lucky enough to have had a, I'll call it a relationship. I wouldn't say that we were close friends, but a, certainly a relationship with Junior Seau. And, um, and I love that hat. That's awesome. You know who would really uh, like that hat? Who? Your friend. Who? Your best friend. Come on, man. Don't do it. Come on, what man. What? 
Why would you ruin this moment of me showing yeah. you these young We're brothers' ruining art? any moment. Burt Grossman would love that hat. He and Junior were best friends. He had his 55 tattoo on him. He ain't getting it for me. Listen, he can go He can go to the website. He can go to Instagram, Parks and Normal. They'll have what he can buy it off them. He ain't getting this one. Okay, all right. Now, you're not going to like this hat. This ain't the one for you. <laughs> this ain't the one for you. So I will 100% keep this one. Because you know this is this is saying what you, is that? It's an L.A. Chargers hat, but who's I can't even see who the players are. Justin I, Herbert, yeah, Justin Herbert, and James Derwin James. Oh God, I would never wear Derwin James. Is Derwin James like the comp to to Justin Herbert? I mean, if you told me you had Justin Herbert and Joey Bosa, I'd say okay, maybe he hurt. I mean, not that I not that I'd wear the hat, but he might have been hurt during production. Who knows? All right, so of the three of those, <laughs> you've already said you're keeping the L.A. Charger hat because that's how right. you get down. Right. Brown, um, I do like the middle one uh, with the Gates and Rivers, but I'd be more inclined to – I'd rock the Junior Seau hat. That's What do you think, Alex? You would rock the Junior Seau hat. And then I think we will give away the Gates, Rivers, and then I also have the two other ones to give away. we got to do a big parks and normal hat giveaway for the holidays. Okay. Yeah, we should do that. You know what would be really cool is if you could buy the those hats on our website. Now, I know that we work with like a third party. Right. Um that's how our stuff, our merch gets we, sold. We tried our, we tried our selling slash shipping business, and it just didn't go the way we wanted it to. Dude, the way <laughs> it wasn't a good look for us. It wasn't our Dude, finest moment. I mean, honestly, it was like the way I ran my car wash when I was eleven years old. It was the same business. You know, it wasn't our finest I, moment. I, I can't be doing that nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we thanks to everybody there. down there. Parks and normal, you say, right? Yes, sir. Nice man. Well, Check I'd them say, out on listen, Instagram. We should give away that junior sale hat to somebody that would really like it and would wear it. All right. You know, all right. so, all right. Hey, um, so listen, it's been a great day so far. Uh, always magnified by the fact that the Chargers find another way to lose another close game. This time it was a one score game. It turned into a two score game late. Uh, Alex, you mentioned, though, the Rams earlier. And uh, yeah. I'd like to I'd like to talk about the Rams. I'd also like to talk about tonight. The, the show Super Bowl between Chicago and Minnesota we Gotta make our pick. Yeah, I got to say, I'm I'm I'm. I'm giving it up to the Rams because one thing, again, when a coach is a professional and Sean McVay is a professional coach, mm -hmm. you don't have the roster. You don't necessarily have the talent. You don't have the sort of uh, payroll that you had years ago when you won the Super Bowl. You've got a bunch of mid-round young players who are major contributors to your team. You know, we all know the story of Puka Nakua so far this year. Now to watch a guy like Kyron Williams come back. Kyron Williams is like a fifth-round draft choice out of Notre Dame who, checked me on this, is in like the second year of his career and was not expected to be the feature back of the Rams. Definitely not. Nope. And I'm not saying to you that that they're going to get from Kyron Williams what they got out of Todd Gurley years ago. No but, way. But, but the Rams should have a feature back. Because that's how McVay's offense works best. When you've got somebody that can run the ball, that's dependable, that can put up yards, that can create catch. play action, can catch the ball out of the backfield, that's how the Rams' offense got to win a Super Bowl. So Kyron Williams coming out, how long has he been out? It's got to be three, four, four weeks. weeks. He was yeah. on the IR, Scott. He was on yeah. the IR. Right. So, so look at these numbers, Alex. Take us through these. This is just since he's been promoted as the running back one, because obviously that's not the way the season started. Cam Akers was still there. Uh, the team is 4-1. Uh, their one loss is against Philly. He's 
uh, got 457 yards in those four games, three touchdowns on the ground. He's caught 11 balls for 89 yards and added two touchdowns in the air. And like I said, he really does change this ramp because when they were when they did not have him mm-hmm. in those past four weeks, they just looked like a different team. They yeah. looked like offensively they couldn't get it going. Obviously, Stafford missed, but they lost to Pittsburgh, uh, where they only scored 17 points. They lost to Green Bay, where they only scored 20 oh. points. They lost to the Packers, where they only scored three points. It's just well, like wait, they are Green Bay. You said Green Bay twice. The Green Bay and the Packers. Dallas, yeah. Dallas, they only scored 20. The Packers, they only scored three. They what about against beat, Green Bay? They did beat Seattle. <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, why you got to be like that, Brown? <laughs> I'm just asking a question. No, don't listen to him. Pittsburgh lost. <laughs> Dallas lost. Green Bay lost. Seattle they did win, but they only scored 17. And then yesterday they they come out and they beat the Cardinals. He's dropped 37. Hey man, this is why I feel bad for my dog Austin Eckler. Man, he ain't gonna get paid. He ain't gonna get paid. This guy, you know, Kyron Williams. Well, this he's is playing like crap too, so that's not well, helping him. Neither is Saquon Barkley. Like, take the money that you can get as a running back at the level that you feel like as much as you can get and keep it moving. Because this guy right. came out of nowhere. Like, he was right. already there just chilling. And it was like, dude, are I'm, you ready? Dude, I'm telling you, fifth-round draft choice out of Notre Dame. I mean, he's not a guy that – I mean, look, to, to go play college ball at Notre Dame is a big deal. Correct. But but you're a fifth-round draft choice. And now you're exactly right. If you're, if you're a guy um, who is a running back who thinks he should get paid, you look at Kyron Williams and go, why do I need to pay a, a first-round running back? Why do I need to pay a guy – you know, X number of dollars when I can make a fifth round pick into a number one back. Like I what love is, what John make... Robinson, but they don't even use him right. Yeah, although he did so have that amazing. He had a great catch the other day in that game. He had a great I, catch. Listen, yeah, yeah. You know that quarterback. What's the quarterback's name in Atlanta? The kid from Cincinnati. Desmond Ritter. He is terrible. Ritter. You know, you say that, but there are always plays that I see guys make that I go, when I see him make that kind of a play, I think he can actually play. He, he threw a Wilson. touchdown late in the game. Well. He threw a he threw a ball late in that game, like off his back foot, kind of going backwards. Perfect, perfect placement. And I think it was to Bijan Robinson. I could show you some Justin Fields tape, bro, where yeah. he makes one throw and you go, "Oh my God, why isn't this guy MVP?" But then mm-hmm. there's a throw after that that I can go show you. And you go, "Why? How is he in the league?" Yeah, like well, th- it's I'm not watching every play. I can tell I you, am. I'm not watching every play from Desmond Ritter. Oh, really? You are red zone no, watcher. No, 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 I thought you meant Bears. I thought you meant Bears. Yeah, I'm a oh, red I mean, zone watcher. Red zone watcher. That'd be a shame to though. What did uh, Sean McVay have to say after the Rams' big win yesterday? Oh, he was he was giddy talking about Kyron Williams. He's a good football player, and he's one of those guys. He loves competing, and when you've got that natural just zest and enjoyment for going out there and playing the game, and then, oh, by the way, you're really productive. I mean, he's, he's doing a great job, and I think Ron Gould's leadership from that group is on display week in and week out, um, but Kyron is just so conscientious. He loves to compete. He's worked really hard. He's worked really hard in, the, in his, you know, in, at just to be able to get himself back to perform at that level it was cool to see his family was here today but it's a big difference and I think you've seen that uh, the last two times that he's played happened to be against the same opponent but he was playing really good football prior to that and now let's continue to uh, you know take steps in the right direction but uh, that was a big deal getting him back today I'll just say this about the Rams now I would have thought the Rams three four weeks ago wouldn't ever even sniff the playoffs but I'll I'll just say this um, with Cleveland going to LA to take on the Rams this week. That is no gimme game for either side. The, um, the Browns probably on third or fourth quarterback. They may not have mile Garrett who said he heard a pop in his shoulder yesterday during the game. 
Amari Cooper frustrates the hell out of me because the guy doesn't catch passes that are hitting him right in the hands, and he got hurt yesterday. So if you're the Rams, you're starting to pick up some momentum. And if mm -hmm. you saw the way Denver ran the ball against the Browns yesterday, you might think that with Kyron Williams, just based on the soundbite you just heard from Sean McVay, you might think that the Rams would look at the Browns and go, if Miles Garrett doesn't play, huge advantage in terms of our passing game, but we should be able to run the ball and running will set up the pass. And now, you know, look again, professional coach, professional quarterback. So I, all of a sudden the Rams could even up their record next week against the Browns and could be right in the middle of all the playoff conversation. Just like the Chargers could be. It, that, that's how bad the league has been. It's mm -hmm. not an indication of how great somebody is. It's just a, the league has been bad across the board. There are two, there are two or three dominant teams. And outside of that, everybody else is pretty much can be beat. I don't know. We'll see what happens tonight because tonight is the show Super Bowl. Are we going to place a wager? Brown, are you going to represent your Bears? And Alex, are you going to take your Vikings? And by the way, what's the line in this game? Three Vikings favored. And I'm and pretty all, this weekend, too, by the way. No, you did? I'm back. I'm no, back. No, the, favorites, the favorites won all the games this week, didn't they? I mean, wasn't this like a historic weekend for the NFL where – like favorites covered, I want to say twelve yeah. of fifteen games. Correct. I picked so the, the I picked the Rams. Yeah. I picked the Chiefs. Nope. You picked the Raiders. That's why you're two and one. Hmm. I must yeah. have been smoking at that point. Well, go you back and, and Scott watch had it. the you and Scott both picked the Rams. Well, we all picked the Rams, so we all got that mm -hmm. one. Uh, you, I'm the only one that picked the Chiefs. Both mm -hmm. of you picked the Raiders, and I'm the only one that picked the Chargers. So that's why my loss is right there. So we're all two and one. Oh, actually, Scott, you're two and two because you picked Cleveland, I lost and the now me and, yeah. me and Brown are going to pick right now. So okay, so go ahead. So the, the, the Vikings are three and uh, three point favorites. Is the game in Chicago or is the game in Minneapolis? Minnesota. Minnesota. Thankfully, because I don't know how cold it is. But all right. So Alex, what are you going to do? Because you got to you got to you guys got to play this game. Oh yeah, I, I listen. You, I expect and hope the Vikings win, but I'm taking the Bears plus three. Oh my God. No faith. I'm Brown? taking the Bears. I'm taking the Bears. Period. We back, baby. Jay Fields back in the saddle. Our coach is as dumb as a box of rocks, but some things are unpreventable. Yeah. He got his feet wet. He back in form. He got hurt last time against the Vikings, so he got revenge on his mind. Looking for a big game from Jay Fields. Saw and my, my prize picks is straight up bear down, baby. Saw a lot of regression in the Vikings last week. First game of the season that I got to sit down and watch and not have any work to do. And the like Brandon Staley says, the storyline with the Vikings this year is their inability to hold on to the ball. They are a turnover factory. And if that happens again tonight, which I don't see why it wouldn't, they've been doing it all year. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Well, Just you guys have any for like, uh, as for prize picks. like 80 yards tonight. Let me just say but, this. The Bears yeah. created four turnovers and had over 20 minutes of time of possession. And they still lost the game last week. So don't 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 be too scared. I'm just saying. You can turn well, it over me, tonight. Let me ask you about prize picks. Um, Justin Fields, 201.5 yards passing. Should I go more or less on prize picks? Oh, boy. Uh, less. Okay. How about Josh Dobbs, Alex? More or less than 231? Oh, I don't know about passing yards, but I'll tell you, less, less than his 35 and a half rush yards. That's for sure. Here's my prize picks for tonight's game. I have DJ Moore and Tyler Hall Tyrese Halliburton and as a combined to make more 
than eight and a half three-pointers and receptions, him and DJ Moore combined. I have Bears special teams, fantasy scoring more than five points. I have Cole Komet getting more than four receptions. I have Montez Sweat getting more than .25 sacks as I have more than half a sack. And I have Justin Fields for going more than 261.5 rushing and passing yards combined. I'm full bear down tonight on my bet. Dude, I'm telling you, last night I was so close. I oh, almost had a two. I almost had a ten dollar play, win two fifty, but because of DTR getting hurt, DTR had to throw thirty passes. That's all. Throw thirty passes in the game. He got to twenty nine. He got knocked out of the game, and my play won five out of six and won a hundred bucks rather than six out of six to win two hundred and fifty bucks. I've been on fire on prize picks this past weekend. Prizepicks.com slash great friends. Alex, could you put the QR code up for everybody who's watching? Prizepicks.com slash great friends. They will match your first deposit 100% up to 100 bucks. Man, Browner, I was so close this weekend. God, I'm so weekend. And I love, I love the big, the big plays where you're playing six at a time, you know? Oh, it's fun until you miss one. Dude. Kenny Pickett, win. C.J. Stroud, win. Nico Collins, win. Isaiah Pacheco, win. Alvin Kamara, win. Dorian Thompson-Robinson had to throw 30. His his prize picks number was 29. 29 pass attempts. He had 29 pass attempts. Got knocked out of the game. If he doesn't get knocked out of the game, the next play he throws for his 30th pass attempt, I hit six for six. Come on, DTR, do better. I love watching you guys experience what i've experienced for my whole football fandom what i've experienced with fantasy football for so long you two are now getting to experience it yourselves in a different more financially you know deficient way for both of you <laughs> i'm up <laughs> hey my my account on price i'm, not. Picks, t- I'm Listen, not bro you want i just had my- to put another deposit today too dude i, I put it i get a bankroll from the show dude i put in a hundred bucks right i started with a hundred dollars they tell you like what you've done. I've won over five hundred dollars in plays. My account sits at two hundred and fifty bucks. Put in a hundred, have won over five hundred dollars, but my account actually sits at two hundred and fifty-four dollars today. I've my, won my first play. Four, bucks. I've won fourteen. I won four hundred and sixty-three dollars and twelve cents so far. Yeah, I'm at five. I've I've had eleven wins, five hundred and four dollars. Let me tell you guys, my current bank account. After this weekend, zero point zero dollars on prize picks. Crushed, bro. Crushed. <laughs> Crushed. Out of business. And it's all close too. None of them have been like, oh, that was. That, yeah, dude. They're that'd be close. the ones, man. That'd be the ones, man. The close mm-hmm. ones hurt the most. I know they do. Hey, um, so as as everybody was watching games yesterday, I know for me, um, I was watching Red Zone, and then something kind of weird happened to kinda? Scott Hansen and the Red Zone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, could we make this our, our highlight of the day, man? Could we do that? That's the plan. Do it. It's time for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. All right. Promo code is amazing. Spend a minimum of $75 at Tory and California Holistics online or in store and get 20% off your purchase with the promo code amazing. Yes. Something weird did happen, Scott. Uh, the red zone studios, I believe in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. probably next to SoFi Stadium, there was some sort of um evacuation, mandatory evacuation that was going down right in the middle of Scott Hansen doing some uh 
play-by-play for Bills Eagles. Control room needs to evacuate at this time. The studio in which I'm standing needs to evacuate at this time. We are all good right now. We're remaining calm, but we are following protocols, as I'm sure you all would at your places of work. Uh, so to be continued, hopefully, although this game is in the fourth quarter, I will come back and give you a live update if and when I am able to. Thank you for your understanding. So you heard the uh, the fire alarms going uh-huh. off. So the entire control room, the studios, Scott himself, they everybody had to evacuate for a few minutes. But being the the Iron Man that he is, and he basically Leo DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street, at this thing. We said, "I'm not effing leaving." He didn't leave. And we come back into the studio right now. I am reminded of an old Chinese proverb, which says, "May you live to see interesting times." I've never had this happen before. I'm pretty sure all of our professionals haven't either. But we soldier on with the top five plays of the day on NFL Red Zone. (laughs) (laughs) You got to keep working sometimes, man. You got to keep working. Do you smell flames? No? You got to keep working. I love it, man. When's the last time you heard a fire alarm and you're like, oh, I got to go? You know, like fire alarms are just like great question. White yeah. noise, man. Right. Yeah. Usually fire alarms, you're like, Yeah, I know. It's just it's just going off, but I'm not leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, ah, it'll be all right. Take the yeah. battery out. That's a bad idea. Like we Damn, should not that's a that's a big check. Go hit yeah. the fire alarm. Right, right. Go, go, go. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. How often go. do you re- like have you ever had your fire alarm go off in your house and it's beeping and it's beeping and you Let's unplug the battery it? out? Right, you unplug it, you take the battery out, and you never show, put the remember? battery back in, and you and you and you never replace the, the. I mean, that's yeah. me all the time. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, when we get into uh, uncensored, mm-hmm. I got some flames. So if you listen on radio, come over to YouTube, stay with us. If you watch, it. I got I got some flames for somebody. This might be some of the best flames I've ever had. All right, well, well listen, radio listeners, stay right where you are. We're going to get a lot deeper into NFL football the weekend, the Charger mess, etc. We'll get into all that. For everybody that is listening on radio, stay where you are. For everybody that's on podcast, let's go get uncensored right now. All right, time to get uncensored all up in this biznatch. Yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, all in all, everybody seemed to have a really nice Thanksgiving. That's good. Um, I was with my, uh, my folks and, um, you know, what happens is with your parents is like when they visit, there's always like a day or two too long. You know what I'm saying? Like where my father starts to get itchy. Like I got to get out of here. I, I got to get back to my house. I got to get back to my pickleball. I got to get the hell out of here. I'm bored out of my mind, you know? And then my mom, my mom has become like a low talker. It's weird to me. She becomes like, and we're like, what? 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 <laughs> I can't hear you, Ma. What? <laughs> my mom. I've been giving her a hard time here the last couple of days. Like, why are you talking so loudly? Now I can barely hear you. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> sorry, Ma. That's sorry, great. Ma. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday, I got I got a day out early because I had to go to work. I had to go work. So my wife was the one that got stuck. I don't know, stuck, but she was the one that got hosting duties for Sunday. Mm-hmm. So she took uh, my sister. My sister had some friends here. So she like chaperoned them all around San Diego. It's like, that sounds exhausting, dude. Uh, they were in everywhere, like Sunset Cliffs, downtown, La Jolla, 
Balboa Park. They were everywhere. And I was like, gosh, I'm so glad I missed that one. I know. And I, I didn't do any like sightseeing. Like my parents, I'm like, yo, there's a car. Go, go do whatever you want. But you know, like mm -hmm. they, it's nice actually. I really kind of like it. Like my parents come out, they stay with me and I want them to stay with me because I want them to be around their gr grandchildren for as much of the time as they can. Cause you know, when they live, you live in Florida, you know, you don't get to see everybody as often as you'd like. So I actually like that. My parents come here and stay with me. Um, <laughs> I bet you they don't. Cause here's what happens. <laughs> tell me if this is rude. Okay. Tell, me if I'm, tell me if I'm an <laughs> asshole or tell me if this is okay. So my parents come and I, my house is, there's four bedrooms. So I've got all four kids and my parents here. Um, and one of my kids, Jillian, who lives up in Boise, goes to Boise state. She actually doesn't have a bedroom in the house. Jaden does. Cause we moved here. Jillian had already left. Justin has the downstairs bedroom. He kind of commandeered it. And, um, and so Julia has got a room and I've got my room. So I give my parents my bedroom. I, I literally say to my parents, I want you staying here with me. Um, cars are in the driveway. I want you here. So I give them, my parents my bedroom. So I give my parents my bedroom. Justin has the downstairs bedroom, two girls upstairs. Jillian's a, a couch crasher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I go stay at Rachel's. <laughs> nice. Just bail. I bail. And then <laughs> I and parents then, figure it out. And then, well, and then the next morning I'll be like, Hey, listen, I'll come back and we'll, we'll all get together and we'll start hanging out. But at nighttime, I like her bed and I like being with her in it. Mm -hmm. rather than crashing mm -hmm. on the couch mm -hmm. that sounds like that sounds like a plus yeah Shout out and she that. was like and rachel's like why do you sleep on the couch she's like you flew everybody in you you're paying for all the dinners and all the food and everything you you pay for all the cars why are you on the couch yeah you know i'm like yeah i, I i'm just selfless like that i, can't, I did not I give my I same did, reason I did. why he listens to everything you say rachel yep. that's why they are in control of him and he and he takes <laughs> picks up the bill I went to Costco and I got a very nice air mattress for my mother. I was like, here you go. My bed. Is, she wouldn't, I don't even think she would sleep in the bed. You want to know. What I need an air mattress. I really yeah. do. I guess, and I need, need a Costco a run now. Yeah. Yeah. I, need a big I got a very Costco. nice air mattress at Costco. It was half off. When I how, much? Ooh, how much? It, it was, was uh, 90 bucks. So it was, oh, half, that's good. It was one, 180 was what it was. Yeah. Have you guys done any, like, cause my email pounded by black Friday and cyber oh, hey, Monday hey, hey, and, hey, hey. and I know I'm sorry, bro. Bro. They got, I me. have not bought was... anything other than I bought a new camera for the show. Ooh, I don't know if it's going to be oh, better nice. or not. It actually is a camera. It's got a little light on it next to it. I'm like, maybe like it'll fix my lighting problems. They're going to get a new laptop. That's I am going to get a new, I'm, no, no, I'm Today, not getting a new laptop. Monday. I'm getting a new desktop. I'm going to get a That'll new desktop computer so that yeah, my laptop can be my, my like work yeah. computer and my desktop right. can be just the show. That'll computer. fix it. Perfect. That'll fix it because the cameras Perfect. now are like 4k ish. Like right. my sister doesn't watch the show at all. And she heard me talk about the new camera that I, that comes with the laptop. And she was like, bro, what the fuck? That camera's like too clear. Like you can see everything on your face now. I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, wow. Sucks. Good time. All yeah. right. So I am thinking I'm going to get a new desktop or I'm, or I'll just get a second laptop and I'll just put, I'll use this sh mm -hmm. as the show laptop. And then I'll use my other one as a business laptop. Don't I don't get another man. laptop, man. You don't, don't think get so? Laptop. You think desktop's, desktop's a better way to go? Get it, get have it sit. It's no one's going to fuck with it. It's just yours. That's it. That's all. Then let the, let the laptop hit the road and, and be a different way of doing business. Just get the desktop. It's money well spent. Because that, no that laptop you have is decently new too. So. Yeah, it's pretty. It's Correct. like a year old. Yeah, so that's right. still a very, very travel travelable. Do it. You laptop. can do it. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It's mobile. 
It's mobile. mobile. All right, Browner. Give me your fire, bro. Oh, all right, dude. Shit. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Browner. We forgot about your fire in, uh, Jim Mercer, bro. Oh, it, it was a it was oh, a long God. weekend, oh, man. It was, cares, a long man. Weekend. Oh, man. Dude, it was a long really? weekend. It was a long weekend. What you came back and with? This is no, no. I just why I saved it for last. The, you don't know a lot about NFL owners, but nothing makes you hate these motherfuckers more when they start talking and saying dumbass shit. Some of y'all may not have seen Jim Ursay say this, but Jim Ursay said this to a camera during an interview with HBO Sports. So not like some off-brand podcast shit where I think it was Clarissa Thompson said she makes shit up on sideline reports, and that just so happened that it hit the internet on Twitter and it made news. He said this to HBO Sports that, I quote, I am prejudiced against because I'm rich, white billionaire. And why would he say that? Because he was pulled over with a bunch of drugs and a bunch of money, and he was high as a kite. He blamed it on hip surgery. You're rich enough that motherfuckers can drive you around. Who's prejudice? Who's prejudice against a rich white man who owns the fucking Indianapolis Colts in Indiana? Who, bruh? Who? <laughs> and so the more you know about these fucking rich, racist ass motherfucking owners, the worse it gets. The NFL is so, so fucking lucky that most of these guys are like Robert Kraft. I go to a massage parlor, I try to keep it low. I wear tight jeans. I hang out with rappers. You know, I'm just doing me. That's what we know about Robert Kraft. We know way too fucking much about Jim Ursay. The less we know about this motherfucker, the better. This is the same mm. guy who Josh McDaniels backed out of a job because his wife told him, hey, this guy's been in our bathroom for 40 fucking minutes. What is he doing in there? You can't take this job. <laughs> like I'm having flashbacks right now, dude. This is like a Browner hit list. I, we haven't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Browner to the NFL, dude. They need to know do what, something about him. You know what I thought you were going to talk about, and what? I'm going to talk about this tomorrow. Yeah, I have a 50 year anniversary of hip hop, which was awesome. No, that's not oh. what I want to talk about. <laughs> I will say that this was one. dope. <laughs> I have a very, very unpopular opinion. I think I'm all wow. on my own on this one. I have a very unpopular opinion about Dolly Parton and her halftime performance oh, at the so Cowboys bad. game. That was so bad. Like, I don't get at what the halftime. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she, yeah it was she, bad, at the halftime of the Cowboys game, dude. Yeah. Please do me a favor. Well, I saw Jack oh. Harlow. That was terrible. No, no, no but let's it do this. worse than this. For tomorrow, <laughs> for tomorrow, yeah. Alex, please do this for me. Okay. Please go watch Dolly Parton's <laughs> halftime of the Cowboys game and okay. have a little bit of it. She, I legit all, did not what know she that. Was, I, I missed what that she completely. was wearing, I, I won't say anything. I want to hear your opinion. What okay. she was wearing. And then her inability to move on the stage and her holding on like she was going to fall. Bro. Because well, her boobs are probably making her fall. Bro. No, no. Watch it. Watch it. Go, watch, go watch it. Okay. Go watch it's Dolly terrible. Parton's halftime Dolly performance Parton Cowboys halftime game. show? Bro, yeah. watch it. What and let's hell? talk about it tomorrow. We got to go. <laughs> We're out of here. So much love. Peace out, everybody. Oh.